start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm going to smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What up, everybody? Uh, another episode of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Installment. Installment. It's another installment. We don't do episodes, just installments. Uh, so thanks for joining us in this installment. Uh, Nick's here. What's going out. on, everybody? Tom's playing with a coyote hide right now. How is everybody tonight? Uh, and tonight we... Deer season's over. It's like official. 100% over. For PA, anyway. I don't know if there's... New York's Ohio's still yeah, Ohio open. still goes. Yeah, we haven't, we're not hunting Ohio this year, so our deer season's done. Yeah. Muzzleloader. Everything is completely wrapped up for us. We are all done deer hunting. So that means prep for next season starts right now. That's right. We're way in it. So I guess before we get into that, um, just a quick recap in case we've got new people listening or whatever, just a quick cliff notes. Um on how the year went for each of us. Um, Tom, if you want to start off. Since yours is the shortest one. No, it's not. Mine's the longest. (laughs) So I had, I'm going to, well, every deer season is a successful one. Yes. But I had intentions of shooting three bucks this year. That was. (laughs) You you set your goal high. (laughs) (laughs) Lofty goal. I got three deer, but none of them were bucks. I got, I mean, had I wanted to, I could have shot three legal bucks this yeah, year. Just one where you were looking for. Right. But I shot a doe, opening day a gun, in New York. And then my next deer goes all the way to flintlock muzzleloader season. Got a doe with the smoke pole. Super stoked about that. That's a, that's a pretty good feat there. That's yeah. definitely harder yeah. than a bow. I think I said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. I'd like it's to. It's harder than archery hunting. It's a lot of fun. That's if I had any more tags left. Second one with a flintlock. And then in New York's holiday hunt, I got uh, another doe with an inline muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. So late season was hot. Yeah, I'd say. was, for sure. And Nick, you know, I guess I'll go next since you have such a long story yeah. to tell. Uh, I'll give you the short. <laughs> I managed to smoke two does and a buck. Two of them were up in New York, and the doe, the one doe, was in Pennsylvania. And Nick's story actually kind of plays with mine. If you were listening back in rifle season, Nick and I went back to back on bucks out of the same stand two days in a row. So it was a pretty exciting season for us. Nick and I were laying down some bucks. It was it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, good times. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll back up to archery season. Um, opening week, uh, smacked a doe. Nah, that's kind of like to do that. It's pretty much a gimme yeah, on our get one it piece. Out of the way. You know, just knock the dust off the old Matthews, and you know, just make sure she still knows what knows she's how doing to up kill there. Something. Her thang still thanging, if you would. Um, <laughs> and then archery season after that was um, pretty slow up until Tom and I planned our. Uh, 
Tour de rut? What do you mean, pretty slow? For like two weeks? You yeah, had to you killed two deer in October. You yeah. had the October lull <laughs> yeah, but right there. Was, there. Yeah, there yeah, October was just, there was like that two-week stretch. <laughs> no, I actually, I had a, when I say slow, it means I didn't shoot anything. Um, but I had actually a stellar uh, October. Um, I saw three shooters. One of them I shot. Um, but uh, basically, I didn't didn't pull the bow back at all until Tom and I had planned for the last two or three days of October into the first week of November was kind of our tour day rut. We were going to do a little bit of PA, a little bit of Western climber, a little bit of upstate climber, or I mean upstate New York. Um, and uh, on the first day of the tour day rut, I got an opportunity at a pretty nice buck and I drilled him and he took off 70 yards. Boom, done, you know, put it in the books textbook. and move. Yeah, it was textbook. Um, and then I had a hell of a week with Frank up at camp. Just could not connect. That was, that was one of the most unreal stretches of deer hunting I've ever had. It was you and I both saw shooter bucks morning and evening for five straight days. Yeah. It, it was but, ridiculous. Yeah. We just couldn't get anything in you yeah. know but it, I mean, it was a blast i had a great time mm-hmm. you know it didn't matter where frank and i went there was just bucks everywhere yeah um even like driving to the stand like on the road shooter bucks, bucks shooter bucks from the road like it was just crazy yeah um so anyway so that's how that went and then uh like frank said he shot his buck uh and rifle up there and the next day i was like hmm Maybe I'll go sit there. It was so, the Pennsylvania home opener. Yeah, it yeah was. you were out of tags in PA. So. Yeah, it was. Thank you for saying that. Uh, well, you've said it so many times. I felt someone uh, else had to say it. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I, yeah, I went up to Climber by myself and spent the second half of the day in that stand. Frank got his buck in, and lo and behold, another eight point. Um, pretty similar, smaller than mine. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty similar, but definitely smaller. Um, but. Uh, you know what? That was the first time I've had an opportunity to get two bucks in a year. And I remember we talked about that on the podcast and how you said you wouldn't count it unless it was like an actual rack. Like yeah, because you can eight. shoot like you could shoot a spike up in New yeah. York. I was going to say like, that that's, doesn't count. That's not real because Tom and I have both gotten like nice bucks yeah. in one year. Done it in bow season. Great. I haven't done it in bow season. But uh, so, yeah, I was like, you know, I wanted to live up to that. So had an eight point come in. He was about, I think he was 15 wide. Mm-hmm. Um, decent hype. I mean, he's not a good, like, he's not a huge buck, but yeah. you know, I don't want to oversell him or anything. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think it was a good representation of what Climber has to offer right now. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, it was it was a good buck for up there. Yeah. For so, where we're at and what that property produces, that was a solid deer. Yep, and I got that one. And I'll be honest, uh, I kind of just put it in autopilot. And I really just coasted for quite a while. Like I didn't hunt that hard because mm-hmm. I just I, I was out of buck tags until mm-hmm. muzzleloader came back um, for New York. It's mm-hmm. so like I was done in PA and I couldn't hunt for a buck again until after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I I'll be honest, I really just slowed right down. Yeah. Um, I just it, it's easy I, to do when you just you just keep laying deer. Yeah, down. I got three deer at that point, and I'm like, man, and I had a hell of a time dragging that buck out. I'm like, I'm not gonna go do that again by myself. Yeah, but uh, like if when you guys came up to the property to hunt, I still went out for a doe, yeah. and nothing ever came of it. Of it, but uh, 
Then after Christmas, Tom and I went up to the furthest place we call Morrison and, uh, I was buck and doe hunting and I spent what, five, five days hunting. Yeah. And I never saw a rack, but I hmm. saw a, about 15 does a night. It was pretty crazy. Um, and I did manage to pop a doe while we were up there, um, nice. put that in the freezer. And that was the end of my hunting, um, for the year. I was I, best deer season I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tom and I are actually leaving. Actually, we'll be there when this releases. Um, but Tom and I are heading to camp. We just did, um, a tally. So there, there's a bunch of guys that hunt up there. Yeah. Um, but we did a tally. There's 25 quarters, um, that need cleaned up. So nice. So a couple shoulder shot deer must've slipped in there, but, <laughs> um, all in all, I think that was a heck of a year. Heck yeah. No doubt. Um, we, we, yeah, we do our own jerky, snack sticks, sausage, burger, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a busy weekend. We got guys that are already up there now as we're recording, um, getting stuff thought out and deboned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tom and I are Ready heading to up, grind. Tom and I are heading up Friday and start doing some mixing seasoning and stuff, mm-hmm. sausage stuff and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Vacuum um, sealing. Yep. A lot of vacuum sealing. That is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Tom now for moving forward, um, with deer season. Cause Tom's got a little trip planned for all of us to kind of kick off our prep for next year. Well, I actually kicked off my prep for next year about three weeks ago when I started shooting my new bow. So yeah. I don't know if I, I don't think you mentioned, actually, there's a couple new purchases did. we could talk about. Tonight. Yeah. Cause I'm also <laughs> getting a new bow. <laughs> so I bought a new bow at the Matthews, the V three X piece of junk. It's a hell of a bow. <laughs> I tell you, you put it in your hand and it's like you draw back and you hear like angels singing in your head. It's, <laughs> I, I saw I was with Tom when he bought it and he, he shot a whole you line saw of the bows. beam of light come down. Well, it was like he shot, uh, I think it was, um, a bow tech first and he, he really liked the boat. I mean, like right off the bat, Tom mm. was like, wow, I really like this bow. I've drawn a few bow techs and I didn't mind, but I haven't like actually shot. I knew a guy that has three, I think he's got three of them and I drew his Bob. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. He, and, Tom loved it. And then he grabbed, I think, was it the elite, elite next or the, yeah, he grabbed the elite next. Didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you didn't care, but you could just see. I didn't like the hand grip. And when I shot, I could feel a lot of vibration in my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then final, I think it was the Matthews and one shot and Tom just looked at oh. me and I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's, hooked. he's already sold. He's hooked. <laughs> he did the old, well, let me go shoot. Cause he, he knew elite was no, yeah. uh, but then he's like, well, let me shoot the, the bow tech one more time. Yeah. And then, then he, again, he was like, nah, it's the Matthews. So I went with Matthews. Um, I went with the, I got Easton axis arrows, uh, put a two degree offset to the right on the fletchings and i switched up my broadheads i'm going iron will single bevel broadheads 125 grains and i paired that with a 75 grain copper insert for my arrow sheesh so should do some damage yeah the guy that built these arrows for me told me it would have more knockdown power than i know what to do with Mm -hmm. i said well that's That's what what we're going for. for Yep. So I've been shooting that, and then I put uh, Luminox on it, and they're the yep. ones that you shoot, and they actually flash red and blue. So I, it's like like the cops are coming. Yeah, the first you, thing I thought it was Martin Lawrence and uh, 
national security. He's like, Wee! <laughs> that's gonna have to. We're gonna have to. If, we, if Tom starts filming, Bad Boys is gonna start slowly playing before the shot instead of like with Ted Nugent when it was the crow call. He's like, caw, caw. and it's like then he shoots. It's yeah. gonna be Bad, Bad Boys. Boys. Every Tom. time, and if, yeah. if you if you hear Bad Boys playing on any future video of, of White Cat that we if, if we ever release kill shot, t- you know that Tom's about to light one up. Yeah, <laughs> and I did some research on these broadheads. I'm pretty stoked about them. They look yeah, like they're pretty it, wicked. Yeah, pretty sharp. Um, supposedly they're supposed to be some of the best penetrating broadheads on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. We're supposed to actually do some testing this summer. Yeah. Um, on those and annihilators in yeah. a couple different sizes. So, um, yeah, we should make a couple of videos of that when we're doing our testing with our yeah. broadheads and arrows and stuff. Yeah, and, just some short clips to. Yeah. It's not. I'll be honest with you guys right now. It won't be like a huge production, but um, <laughs> we can definitely put something together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually all going to be shooting fixed blade broadheads this year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well. you guys both switched this year. Yeah, so I've been I've on shot, annihilators for a couple of years. Yeah. You switched to annihilators this year, and Tom switched to the Iron Wills. Yeah, when I first started hunting, I shot um, fixed blade, and then I went to mechanicals, and then I went to hybrids, and then I went back to mechanicals, and now I'm going back to fixed. And I don't believe I I, I plan on just sticking with the fixed. Yeah, um, the broadheads I bought, they are a lifetime guarantee. If they same with mine, get damaged mm-hmm. or broken, you just yeah. Send it back, and they send you a brand new one. So Did I re- you buy the ones with bleeders or no? No. No bleeders. No bleeders. Not a big bleeder guy. No. Uh, I guess the what I read was those bleeders are designed to break off if yes. they contact bone. Mm-hmm. And when those bleeders break, you lose yeah. a lot of kinetic energy. Yeah. So I opted not to go with them. Smart. And play. they said that these, they're, they're a single belt. They honestly look like, like similar to a... Native American like hammered mm-hmm. brought just the the shape of it. It's not yeah. actually hammered, um, but just just the flat triangle. Yeah. Um, and with that single bevel, it actually spins through the animal. So you're not just getting a flat slice. It's actually turning as it's yeah, going. Yeah, turning and punching a hole through it. So nice. I'm pretty excited to put one through a deer. I've been shooting weekly just for now. I'm building the strength back up, and mm-hmm. I'm. Tell you what, I don't shoot two arrows at the same dot on the target. You know? Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous. I don't want to be busting those Luminox already. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. So, so that's how I've started prepping for next season already. Mm-hmm. But this weekend, the boys are getting back together. We're going up to the headquarters, and we have, what, a dozen cameras? Something like that. 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah I think it's 12 because I think we had 10 and then Frank put the two up. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're down to 11 then because Austin pull, pulled one of his. Yeah. So anyway, roughly a dozen cameras that haven't been checked since November. I think the beginning of gun season. Yeah, it would have yeah. been like the end of November. Yeah. yeah. So there should so be plenty we, of Yeah, stuff we on. checked them after opening day and that's it. Yeah. So we're going to go up there with two months of intel and it's going to be about one month post season so we'll get to see you know what bucks made it through uh who's still hanging out on the property mm-hmm. i'm pretty excited about that i'd like to see if that bear is still there yeah i'd be very excited to see him mm-hmm. he could be hibernating no we've had a pretty mild winter i don't think he's hibernating <laughs> you never know and then the other thing that we're doing for 
prep next year is our beaver population is getting a little out of control. So are we going to put some traps out that weekend? Oh, absolutely. Um, so how the swamp is set up, there is supposed to, oh, I shouldn't say supposed to be, how I like it is there's three small beaver ponds mm-hmm. that run through the swamp. And in between each pond, it makes a great crossing for deer, yeah. or anything. Fox. That's how Nick and I set up in archery season. We were set up on the swamp at those crossings yeah. and just catching deer nonstop. It, it was unreal. But if I don't know if you walked right up to the edge, you could see in that it's crossing, it's, it's flooded. There's a few inches of water. And if we don't do anything about it, it'll be by next, yeah, by next year, it will be underwater. It will go from three small ponds to one large pond. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it happen before. We just know that, you know, at this time, you know, once it's starting to flood a little bit, we got to go in there, nip it in the butt, catch as many beavers Remind as we the can. Beavers who they work for, yeah. <laughs> and who does Doctor Evil work for? <laughs> so yeah, we'll take a few beavers out, and that pond will shrink right back up to three smaller ones, and that'll be perfect it, pinch points and crossings and like the ideal rut um, area because the ponds go all the way up to about a fifty-yard gap before the field. Mm-hmm. So you've got a 50-yard pinch at the field, and then you've got water, and then like a 30-yard landing that they can walk across, mm-hmm. and then a pond, and then like another 40-yard landing, and then another pond, and then like one little stretch on the back corner that's pinched between the water and the neighbor's field. House. Their, house. their house is right there. So it's Yeah, so it literally creates like nothing these but channels that it's just pinch point after pinch point, and tell you what, the deer were, it was insane for the ride. I've never experienced something like that. Like, mm-hmm. like, it was wild. Yeah, we yeah. definitely had that swamp was perfect this year. Yeah. So to well, keep we, it like that will be money. Well, I think it, it's, I'm sure it's been perfect, for, but we've never hunted the swamp like we like did, we did no. this yeah. year. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I will have to give uh, Frank credit on being the one to discover it. He went there the first. I hung day. a stand at one of the crossings. A couple years. Yeah, but that wasn't the productive one. The productive ones were where I went. I observed this from your stand and was like, all right, Tom had an idea. I'm going to make it way better. And that was when the action started happening. Yeah. Um, and then Frank but, was but like, I appreciate it. Tom. Frank was there the first day and was like, Hey Nick, you should be on the other side of the swamp. See what's going on over there. Cause he could see some bucks, but tough to kind of see really what's going on and what's so i went over there i was like geez frank you're right there's bucks everywhere (laughs) and Um, once you got over there like every hunt i wasn't seeing the deer that you were seeing mm -mm. i would look over periodically just because i could see across the swamp but it's i wasn't thick i wasn't seeing deer i could see you and i could see some openings in front of you and stuff but i wasn't seeing all these deer and i'm like oh it looks like nick's having a slow night then we'd get back and like i had bucks all night i'm like oh i never saw one (laughs) Well, yeah, well, you well, were from where you were at. I saw them where I was. You had bucks but. in bow range where that mm. you passed up that I couldn't see. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things I want to do this weekend in prepping for next year is I want a preset on both sides of where every crossing. Where you cross. and I were. Well, I wanted at every crossing. Mm-hmm. I want a stand. I'm not saying we have to hang them yeah. this weekend, but I'd like to go through there while we're checking cameras and try and find pick some out, spots because I, I don't I, I just I believe that it would be nice to have a preset yeah so you don't got to take the time to run in there in the morning and get your yeah. mobile setup going because it's so you literally can go right down the edge of the woods you know on the field edge boom mm-hmm. jump in there and 
easy walk in, nice and yeah. quiet. Because they, they don't seem to hit our field at night as much as that top field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they work down the hill. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be a good time. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited for the camera check because we had some very promising things when we checked it during rifle, uh, and I def I think we we're gonna have some good stuff going on on the cameras. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited looking for next season. And well, what's crazy is like when we got into rifle season and we're still seeing bucks and stuff. That was uncharted territory for us. We didn't typically mm-hmm. get that. We would like you shot a buck opening day a gun a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like unreal. Like that was yeah. the biggest buck that's ever been killed up there. And we just never saw bucks like that after the first few weeks of archery. Really. Yeah. So that was kind of like the first year that that happened. And then the following year, my dad killed, um, and then we didn't get anything opening day a gun, but there was tons on camera that we, mm-hmm. you know, have had you been in the right place, right time, or yeah. I didn't get out of the stand too early. Could have <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how late we're still getting pictures of bucks. Mm-hmm. So we'll be uh, sure to let you know how it goes. Oh, um, no doubt. Frank, you also mentioned there's something you're picking up to prep for next year. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this. It was something that I thought about doing a few years ago, but I just didn't really have the. Glad you're solidifying to... it on here now because yeah, it's, it's there's no turning in. back yeah. now. Uh, but like I said, I didn't really have the gumption to fully pursue it a couple years ago. But I'm making the switch to traditional archery. I'm going to a recurve. Uh, I got the bow picked out that I want. I just got to order it. I'm going to have some arrows made specifically for that bow. You doing wooden? Tom asked me the same thing. I'm not doing wooden. Nah. I, I thought about it. You just, can do... They make carbon arrows that have the wood. I know. Um, East, that's, what yeah. I, that's what I'm getting. Okay, good. Because it, it has to at least look like, if like a wooden arrow. Gonna, yeah, if you're going to be a poser and not use wood... You're not really a poser. No, I would say most people don't use wooden <laughs> yeah. arrows. <laughs> um, but at least they should look like wood. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Do you at least have feather fletchings? You should. I don't think they're fe- they you look could. like feathers. You can you can I, I know the guy you and I deal with, Rich. Um, yeah, he, he, he can put feather fletchings oh, yeah, on if you wanted it. Difficult. Um, yeah. Also, we should. Uh, do you still have the white cat stamp? Like the. Mm-hmm. You want me to burn it into my bow? No, I was going to say <laughs> I'm burn not it. Doing that. No, I'm saying make a little leather cover over your quiver and mm. burn it in into the That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's a it's, I'll it's a good idea. <laughs> it's a, actually a great idea. So. But yeah, so I'm definitely excited to make that change this year and it'll be very different, no doubt. It'll take a lot of work to get proficient with it and that's something like I mean we shoot our bows all the time yeah. anyway but you really have to stay up on shooting with those um, to stay proficient with them so tom and i were talking on the way over here um just about our thoughts and on the recurve mm-hmm. are, are you when you commit to this that's it you're you're going to use the recurve all season correct doesn't matter what shows up on camera correct and okay recurves re- I, i'm not going to sell my compound but i might as well because i'm not going to touch it yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. I I'm not even going to practice with it. I was gonna, that was the thing that Tom and I brought up because we we're like, well, maybe if he gets like a 160 on camera, he's going to be like, let me pull out that compound. No. But I'm like, you know what? He's probably not going to. He's not going to use it all year, so it's going to be yeah. even probably worse. Yeah, I plan on not practicing with it just so I'm not tempted to grab it. That's that's the right way to do it, and I I was pretty confident you would do that, but yeah, figured I'd ask on here that you were committing. Yeah, and I put is my gonna, foot in the ground. I'm using a recurve. 
even New York and yeah. everything. Okay. Yep. Hundred percent recurve this year. That's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for it. And what are your um expectations wise? Like does so few things. Range and your standards for deer. My range I don't see changing because I wouldn't I I rarely even consider a shot at thirty yards with my compound. I'm proficient with it at the mm-hmm. range, but I just there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong with a white tail at thirty over thirty yards. So even with my compound, that's my absolute max. But I prefer I usually make all of my stands. I set up everything, especially with my mobile setup, uh, to shoot like right at twenty yards, eighteen to twenty three yards. Just that's my sweet spot. That's the perfect for how high I like to hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't just keeping that angle, the arrow angle, how I like to have it. I, I like to keep my range right in there. So, with the recurve, I know I'm gonna get proficient with it at the range that I would normally shoot my compound. So I don't see my range changing at all. Okay. Um, standards. It's gonna be a for sure game time decision because <laughs> you get like that basket eight at five yards or something. Like. He, he's gonna be real tempting to be my first recurve buck, but my dad shot a recurve buck years ago when I was a little kid, and he did the same thing. He got a recurve that year, shot with it. That was all he did was hunt with that bow and shot a pretty nice buck. So as it's a, a great PA buck, especially for the time. Yeah. So that was, was that pre restrictions? I think it was. Yeah, Uncle Frank is shaking his head. Yes, it, it was. <laughs> yeah, he's listening just to see what I'm gonna say about this. He wants to. Yeah, it's on record though. You know, we can yeah. always go back and. Yeah, check. but I, as of this very moment, just for competition's sake, my standard is bigger than his, but <laughs> it's just, definitely. I think you need to take a small like Polaroid photo and put it on the inside of your bow, like yeah. on the inside of the limb, so every yeah. time a buck walks by, you can just look at it and be like, mm, not big not enough, qu- not quite. <laughs> yeah, I should. Because that's, that's definitely going to be a driving factor, and it is to beat Dad's buck. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. If if it all works out, you know, I'm not going to – that's not going to deter me from a hunt yeah. that was awesome and a, you know, oh, a deer yeah. that makes me happy. But you're not – yeah, I'm, not that you would, but it sounds like you're the kind of person that, like, you're not going to use the fact that you had a recurve as, like, an excuse for either not getting a buck or, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if I had a compound, I probably could have got, like no. – you're you're just committing to the recurve, and that's your only option. Yeah, you know there is no if I had something else no. like. And like I said, with how I pl- always set my stuff up and how you know what I plan to do with the recurve, it's not going to change how I'm approaching my deer hunt. And yeah. the recurve's not going to be a handicap as far as distance or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's obviously a more difficult weapon to hunt with, yeah. as far as getting proficient with it. But yeah, I mean most of. I'm trying to like most of my shots i prefer like inside 20 but even closer yeah. to like the 10 to 15 i think um, once they get too close it gets kind of tough again I, see, that's why I, I like 15 so to 20 that, is though. my sweet spot yeah, yeah I, and i practice for it too because i've had deer yeah. right underneath me and it's a lot harder shot than a 20 yard shot you're, i guess like effective zone does shrink when you get that mm-hmm. close but i also i'm only in the tree 10 foot yeah, like and I, I'm a low hunter as well, so that helps. Um, yeah, I just that the main reason was just I don't like the shot angle of mm-hmm. being so high. Yeah, like with climbers, um, I used climber for a long time, and I always felt like I would just keep climbing until my platform got a little too <laughs> tilted forward. Like it didn't matter yeah. how high that went. Yeah, but 
like I always just kept going like, oh, you know, I feel pretty Starting level to tilt, here. Yeah, yeah, I feel pretty level here. That's So like sometimes I would be 25 foot. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, like 30 is way higher than most people think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I was ever in my climber that high. I, we have a stand up at uh, Morrison that is that high, but it's because you're at the bottom of this ravine and just mm-hmm. to get a level shot on the top of the ridge, you need it that high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited for you. Um, I, recurves always interested me, but not enough to make the jump yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe after watching you for a season, it'll be enough. I can't say it for might sure. really deter you as well. Yeah. It could, re- <laughs> yeah, it could deter me too. Hopefully not um, though. Hopefully it's, it's going to be a fun season regardless of how, you know, successful quote unquote yeah. it is. So it, you it'll be a lot of ground hunting or I actually did a lot of ground hunting last year with my compound. So mm-hmm. I don't see that changing. I plan on doing that just because the main property that I hunt has been made a lot easier to ground hunt with all the logging that we've done. There's just so many tops and root balls and stuff to hide so, behind and tuck yourself into ambush and, with. And you're, I mean, you can get a shot off much faster with a recurve. Mm-hmm. So that ground hunting actually might be an advantage for you with the recurve versus a bow yeah. or a compound, just because on the ground, you know, with mm-hmm. all that stuff to hide behind. But as soon as you get your shot, it's just a quick, yeah, you know, almost snap of the string. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be a fun season, no doubt. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes for you. Yeah, maybe if I get one early, I'll film it for you. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. I'd be way. As if it's that. not hard enough already to get it with a recurve, we'll put a cameraman. <laughs> yeah, in there throw too. a camera in there. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps up what, you know, prep for. I haven't started shed hunting. I'm usually wait till. I've had a few shed bucks on camera, but nothing. They're not, like, all dropped yet. It's still yeah. pretty early for all. Yeah, I usually be. don't start until end of February, early March. Mm. Um, I just. We've had a mild winter, though, so yeah. it is an easy time to go because we don't yeah, have a foot I just, of snow. I suck at shed hunting as it is, <laughs> and I like to make sure that it's. I definitely suck, and it's not that they're still holding. Yeah. It's like if I go now, there's still a lot of deer holding. <laughs> you and feel like you suck, but they just yeah, aren't on the ground. But if I go in March, I know that 90% you know it's of you. them. Yeah, and it, it is me. Um, my I haven't gotten good at it yet, but so my goal every year is to at least get one. Mm-hmm. So Get a little better every time. So, But yeah. Tom, anything else you got going on besides shooting every week and that wraps it up. up. Good deal. Um, so yeah, I guess if your season's still going good on you, keep after it. Um, but even if your uh, season is over, just make sure you guys still got a reason to get outside. 